What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. At time of recording, it is 1.55 p.m. on Friday, November 17th, 2017. And with me on the other line, all the way across in the West Coast, in the great state of California, is my old college friend, Greg Ardino. Greg, say hi to the people. Hi, AJ. Hi, people. I'm sorry my voice isn't as soothing as AJ's is. Man, you sound good on the radio. Oh, thank you, man. People tell me I have a face made for radio, so I take that for what it is, you know? Um, Greg, the reason that I have you on the podcast today and the reason I'm very glad that you contacted me is not for your main uh, occupation, which is that you are an actor. It is not for that, and I will get into a bunch of questions, including uh, uh, some of the wonderful things that are on that IMDb page that made me like cackle as I was looking through it. But <laughs> just just as a little bit of background, me and you both went to Goucher College, so we're both Goucher Gophers, and shortly after you graduated from Goucher, you went out to uh, California and to Los Angeles to become an actor, yes? It is true, yes. The rumors are true. The rumors are true, and... Recently, in addition to the acting and uh, into the the additions that you do all the all over the place, you did what? What did you add to that repertoire? Uh, oh, I've become a life coach in the past year. It's been quite fulfilling so far. You've become a life coach, and for for those who might immediately think, "Oh, what's the difference between say a life coach and a therapist?" or "What what exactly is a life coach?" Do you want to give the people a, a little rundown? Oh, I'd love to. Yes, that's a key question. Uh, so typically, you know, uh, they, they do serve similar functions. Uh, you know, they're, they're in the same ballpark. There's no denying that. But, you know, typically uh, a therapist will help you deal with uh, a current issue, something that's plaguing you. Uh, oftentimes you'll, you know, therapists will will go back into your past and they'll try to they'll try to sort out what might have caused you to be in your current dilemma, um, albeit how serious and or regardless of how serious and with a life coach it's a bit different so coaches tend to move forward uh so typically in an introductory session for coaching you uh will as a coach will have your clients describe their perfect life their ideal life and they'll paint a vivid picture of it with in great detail and from there coaches work backwards to create steps that uh the client can take each week uh, to make those goals, uh, you know, occur a little bit quicker um, or just occur at all because, you know, a lot of people just have a hard time hitting their goals and uh, leading their lives the way they want to as distractions ultimately get in the way. So in short, a coach will help somebody get to a place, uh, whether it be personal, professional, whatever, uh, whereas therapists, uh, you know, it's a bit more of a psychological study as to why somebody is where they are at right now. That was that was a good explanation. That definitely cleared the air for me. Uh, the my initial uh, question is: How did you decide, in the midst of uh, getting your acting career uh, not off the ground, but up another couple levels? Uh, what made you decide? Was there a particular moment or event that made you decide I want to start this life coaching thing, or was it a general transition? Oh man, that's a good question. All right, uh, let's see. Well, I think. It, it, it's it's kind of been a gradual thing for me. I mean, I'm, I'm only 26, but, you know, I've been thinking a lot about, like, my legacy and the mark that I'm really leaving on the world and what I'm doing for others, you know, because acting, it's a lot of fun, and I'm very blessed to do it full time, but it's not, um, you know, like, I, I off, I've been finding myself 
wanting to give back a little bit more. Um, so when did it really start? I think it started back about a year ago when the election was going on. And, you know, I'm not really one for politics, but uh, in the midst of the election, you know, you hear all the candidates talking about how they want to address these these worldly issues. Um, and you're really, you know, you're just reminded of all of the problems that the world is legitimately facing. Mm-hmm. Um so it started there, and you know, just again being exposed to everything that's really going on, things that are easy to forget about. It started there, and then you know, it's also just the accumulation of all of these horrible tragedies, all of these shootings, bombings, etc. And you know, you hear a lot of people saying like, "This needs to stop. We need to do something about it. Pray for this. Pray for that," uh, which is great. But you know, how many times can you say that? before you actually start to do something about it and you actually start to put your money where your mouth is. So for me, you know, I'm just about accountability and I really, you know, I'm very aware of how blessed my life has been. So for me, like, I just will not complain about anything really, but certainly not something that I'm not actively trying to improve upon myself. So for me, it just came down to, yeah, you know, I think there are a lot of horrible things in this world, and it is time for me to start doing something about it uh, in the little way that I can. I'm not saying that me being a coach is going to prevent the next huge tragedy, um, but I do feel as though it's an outlet for me personally to make the world a little bit better in a way that I know how to, or since I've, you know, since been, in a way that I've since been educated on how to. That's excellent. That's 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 excellent. Is there when when you're coaching people, and I, I I suppose I should ask a clarifying question first, which is: Is there a certain age range that of the people that you're coaching, or does it uh, drift all over the place? Uh, for me, no, it drifts all over the place. Uh, I, I have no preference. My only preference, my ideal client, is just somebody to whom uh, it matters somebody who is really passionate about wanting to make change in their life and somebody uh, who I feel can really trust in me. So as for age range, it doesn't, I mean, I've just been, you know, I've been getting my certification this past year um, and I will, you know, I will be officially accepting my certification in about two weeks time. Congratulations. Um, Although, sorry, a premature congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And, so, you know, I, in addition to class time, I need to get a certain amount of coaching hours in. And a lot of my friends have been very, you know, have been very helpful in saying like, yeah, you know, you need some help. You need some hours. You can coach me, this and that. And that's great for them. Um, and I really appreciate their help. Um, but there is a key difference between coaching my friends who are just like, you know, kind of helping me out versus like some of the actual clients I've attracted who are more passionate about it. And, um, but to get back to your question about age range, you know, it's all over the place. My friends tend to be more at my age. My other clients have been, uh, you know, all over the map, mostly a bit older. I do feel as though, unfortunately, there's a bit of reluctance, um, just given the fact that I'm like the youngest life coach that I know. And, you know, a lot of people are hesitant if you're like in your fifties about taking quote unquote advice, uh, from, you know, somebody who's half their age, Mm -hmm. but 
<laughs> but that that's yeah does that, I mean that is, does that answer your question definitely answers the question Greg and it's funny because the last episode of my podcast the 69th episode spectacular that we recorded my friends and I gave out 69 pieces yes yes very funny uh, <laughs> we gave out 69 pieces of advice for life and a, uh, my two friends Josh and Seth did a great job coming up with very legitimate pieces of advice so I and I uh, do not want to put you right on the spot, but I'm about to put you right on the spot. And I was okay. going to say, is there – now, obviously, each individual person that you life coach is going to have uh, uh, different strategies that you come up with to help them. But are there is, – is there a piece of general advice or uh, a general strategy that you think a lot of people can use to better their own selves? Yeah, there is. Uh, I, you know, first of all, I, I just want to clarify that I think life coaches—it's more our responsibility, not so much to offer advice, but to help our clients realize that they have the answers inside of them and to help help them cultivate those answers. Uh, but on a personal level, my piece of advice that I can offer, especially just based on you know the people that I've worked with, um, is just is the fact is just the value in uh, in taking a leap. Um, and that can be to varying degrees, but you know, AJ, I'm sure you know about this as well. Like there are so many people in our age bracket who are just falling into the lives that they don't want. Mm -hmm. Um, they are lead, you know, they're working like, you know, like these bullshit finance jobs that they are into because there's like money and reliability, but they're not really living with any passion. And there are a lot of people that are like accepting some kind of doom, uh, for some reason, and they don't have the courage to just make a change. So I would say that for any growth, or any change to really occur that somebody just had, you know, uh, that somebody just has to make a change. They have to take the leap and have faith. Uh, if there's something that you really want to do, they're really, sh you know, of course there can be like, you know, financial hiccups and stuff along the way. But, you know, in reality, I would just say that taking a leap, whether it's just talking to the girl that you see at the bar or whether it's making a career change, those are the only opportunities you're going to have to come out of your comfort zone and to grow as a person. And um, that's really invaluable. And I'll tell you what else. Like, there, My favorite article that I've ever read, and I've read it several times, is about the uh, – it's an interview of a, of a group of people that were on their deathbed. And it's about their um, – the interviewer was asking about their regrets. And it always comes down to the same things. I wish I had courage or I wish I'd had the courage to do what I wanted to do. I wish I'd spent more time with family. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. It's all the same things. Um, so really just being fearless enough to take the plunge into living a life that you want, a life in which you can adhere to the values that you have. I think, you know, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward when it comes to that. So I would just, I would just encourage people to not be afraid because whatever anxieties you might have, some of them might come true. Most won't. For those that do come true, you're still going to come out on the other side of it. You're going to have a new experience. You're still going to find ways to be happy. And uh, again, you will have grown. So just taking the plunge in general, whatever that means to you, would be my piece of advice. I think I think that's an excellent piece of advice. And yep. one thing that I have always thought about uh, when you say the, the, the high risk, high reward scenario is the first half of that, which is the risk. Because I think a lot of people have uh, uh, built in their head the idea of swinging and missing being a a bad thing and they are they are obviously there's a very 
uh, basic human nature thing that we don't like being rejected or being told no or falling short of things. But right. I would I would assume that most people, if you, uh, it's better to swing and miss than not to swing at all because if you swing and miss, you're right back to where you were before you swung. So so there's there's no. Uh, now, obviously, that's this is this is that's a very broad, sweeping, general statement, and is mm. not true on a case by case basis. But I don't think that m- very many people, especially in our age bracket, have all that much to lose by pursuing whatever it is they love or trying to find out what they are passionate and what they want to do. So I definitely wholeheartedly agree with you and mm. think that that's uh, something people should do. So that's. Yeah. One of, I, I, I would even like I would even go a step further and challenge you on that one, AJ. Because even if, if you swing and miss, you're not really. I mean, in some ways, in a lot of ways, you're 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 exactly where you were in the first place. But if you can really have the wherewithal to not focus on the negative but focus on the positive in those situations, you're never quite where you were in the beginning because you've learned something, uh, mm-hmm. and you've you know you've maybe learned a little about yourself. You've learned a little about what might quote unquote not work and you can draw from that and if you have again if you're if you're willing to look at the positives uh you know and not the negatives you'll find that you know in each experience you're just saturated with new information and new knowledge that you can use going forward so i i would encourage a lot of people to look at it that way yeah i i that's that's an excellent further take on this thing no wonder you're a good life coach there you go (laughs) You're actually pretty good at this stuff, Greg. Um, uh, a, a couple of follow-up questions that uh, I have is how often uh, do, you, do you tend to meet with these people? Is this like a multiple times a week thing? Is this a one hour every couple weeks? What What is the, the time parameter? Or does that change on a case-by-case basis too? Um, it, it typically doesn't change a whole lot. So the first half of your question, I'd say, uh, it, it just varies. Right now, um, I am... You know, I'm trying not to fill my plate too much just because I'm still working a lot as an actor, um, and that comes with a very sporadic schedule. Uh, so the nice thing about coaching, though, or one of the many nice things, is that uh, there is flexibility. So right now, I'm you know I'm not trying to do it full time. I do think it's something I'll do my entire life, and depending on how my you know how you know how I change as a human being going forward, I might want to do it more. I want to do it less. Um, but for now, uh, yeah, I'm just doing whatever feels right. I'm trying to do it as much as I can in addition to acting because it brings me great joy. Um, but yeah, so, so for the second half of your question, there are, it's typically one hour. Um, and some, you know, most clients will want to meet once every week or every two weeks, I would say at most. Um, other, you know, if it's like a month in between, like you can kind of lose momentum. So it's typically one, you know, you'll meet a client once every week or two and there are different, it's, it's typically just an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. I did, however, I, I kind of created a new, uh, sector of life coaching called doubles coaching, uh, in which I'll, um, coach two people at the same time. And if you want me to elaborate on that, please feel free to ask. Yeah, that's de- typically like eighty or minute, not eighty minute session. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like just uh, off the bat, when you first say doubles coaching, that means that yeah. not only do uh, you get to coach two people at the same time, but it probably helps to have each person hear what the other person's about and bounce their own things off each other. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you how it originated. Um, and I'm, you know, it's, it was probably my best, my most enjoyable session I've ever had. It, it was, I was working with this girl who was, uh, she was very troubled uh, in 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 many facets of life, and she had been going to me and a, and a therapist and a psychologist at the time. Um, and you know, so that being said, I really wanted to. I wanted to make sure that she was entirely comfortable in every session. So we would go to places that she felt most comfortable at. And uh, in this particular scenario, she said, um, can I bring my best friend along? You know, I'd like her to be there. And she's also curious about coaching as well. And I said, yeah, you know, it's a atypical, but why not? Let's have some fun. Uh, so what happened was her friend was there and, you know, she was there for support, but it was also, I found that I was quickly coaching the both of them. And it was, it was very entertaining for me because they were, uh, they were suffering from a lot of, uh, similar, you know, similar issues, so to speak. And I quickly, you know, I, I found that there was a, a very, you know, there was a very common factor between the two of them. And of course, since they were best friends, they were aware of it in each other and they were, you know, they weren't holding anything back. So what it became was a great opportunity for me as a coach to address this one thing that they wanted to solve um, and then how they could individually address it because obviously, you know, they have their own lives. So they're, you know, they were triggered in different ways. So we were able to create individualized action steps but with a common theme. And in addition to that, like, you know, it was a great, it was a very dynamic three-way conversation because they're passionate about helping each other. We're bouncing ideas off of each other. It's an environment where we can all trust each other. Um, so I just really liked the energy of it. And uh, I told my instructor about it at the next class and he was like, oh, I never heard of that. I guess you're covering new ground. And I was like, yeah, why not? Uh, so yeah, that's that's in essence that's what doubles coaching is. You could call it like relationship counseling, but I'd say it's just for two people that have a similar goal, whether they're best friends, whether they're spouses, whether they're business partners. Uh, just two people that have a lot of trust in one another, that want to work together, and that want to improve upon themselves in any capacity. I, I suppose uh, the question that I was formulating as you were saying that is, do does a doubles life coaching session necessarily have to involve two people that know each other? Could you expand upon it further if two people were willing and had similar goals in life? Could you do a doubles life coach session with two people that like at, at the very least were not as familiar with each other as best friends or business partners or et cetera? I mean, my primary goal in coaching is to help people under, uh, you know, by any means necessary. Uh, that is the only reason I got into this. Uh, and that being said, if whatever people are comfortable with is, I'm, is fine with me. I'm comfortable with it. So if they were, if they wanted to, you know, put their trust in somebody that they weren't quite as familiar with, that's fine with me. Um, as long as everyone in the party understands, you know, the confidentiality or lack thereof, at least amongst the three of us, um, I would have no problem with that. It might be a little tough to orchestrate, but if it came to be and I was presented with that opportunity, I think it would be wonderful. Yeah. All right. And uh, 
one of the main questions that I had for you, Greg, you actually answered very thoroughly when I asked you for your piece of advice, which was, did any of your experience as an actor and in the acting world inform uh, what you want to do as a life coach? But clearly what you were talking about when uh, to have courage and to pursue things you're passionate about, that seems to be what you have done with the acting thing as opposed to uh, going for something that's more stable and more dull. So... Uh Maybe well, uh, let me let me wait. Sorry, I, nope, I, no, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I will. Like, I just want. I do want to say that. Like, it, it does definitely. Uh, it's it's in a similar ballpark, and I think a lot of actors see acting as like a risk of some kind, and it is to you know in many ways. But at the time for me, when I decided to move out here and do the thing you know, the old actor pilgrimage, there wasn't like a lace of fear in my body. I didn't feel like I was taking a leap. It was just like I was obsessed with it. I was consumed by it. That's what I wanted to do. So there was no other way. Um, so for me, like, I just I just want to say that, like, you know, becoming an actor was not like, it, it for me, it didn't require any kind of bravery. Mm, okay. You know, I, you know, my perspective changes on it over time as I, you know, get a bit older and all this. But in, in general, like, that wasn't as big of a leap to me as like, as starting coaching was to tell you the truth, but that's just you know based on my own mentality. And so you know, it almost sounds like in your to you, you almost you almost didn't have a choice. You had to, you had to 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 give this a go. I wanted to, yeah. There was no reason not to for me. I mean, I you know I was I was so young, just out of school. Like, who cares? Yeah, no, I had a, I had a great time with, with that. There was no there was no doubt in my mind. I knew it's what I wanted to do, so I did it. The most important question that I'm going to ask you uh, during this, prepare yourself, during this podcast is uh, basically an either or. I don't know how to how to ask which was better or maybe which was the better experience, but looking through the – because now we're going to get into the, the fun acting side of things. And <laughs> you in 2015 uh, were in a TV series documentary called Sex Sent Me to the ER. Which 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 I have watched by the way like and this is not that something I did not watch uh, uh, in preparation for this podcast something I watched just because we were friends and I believe uh, the the link was posted at some point and then this year you were in a TV series called My Crazy Sex as Chad so it wasn't enough just to be in one. TV project about crazy sex stories. You had to be in two, so I, I wanted to ask which one do you think? Uh, uh, not only did do, do you think that you enjoyed uh, being in more, but which do you think ultimately was the better product? You know, can't we talk about like Westworld? Like, I'd like to think that's like at the top of my acting resume. It is definitely West. <laughs> don't rest assured. Rest assured. Rest assured that Westworld is the first thing on the IMDb page, and I will. I do have a couple questions about that. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, <laughs> you have to understand that when you are an actor, uh, it is it's very difficult to you know to make ends meet, and it's it's not especially until you're a celebrity of some kind. Uh, you really there are not many things that you can, in good conscience, say no to. So sex sent me to the ER <laughs> was like, you know, it was just this goofy show. It was a television opportunity I wanted to take. And, you know, at the time, I was very, very new out here. Um, so any opportunity seemed like a good opportunity. And, you know, the show was like a goofy, silly thing. You know, I had fun on it. It is what it is. It's, it's um, certainly a goofy show. 
I will say this though. I went to an audition one time for like this mini series, you know, after it was on the air. <laughs> and um the casting director is looking through my resume and she's like, Oh, sex sent me to the ER, huh? Well, man's gotta eat. <laughs> hey, she's not wrong. A man He's does have to eat. Whether so funny. And then my crazy sex is different. So that show um, is actually or it, the name changed on it. Uh, so it, it, at first it was called My Crazy X. Um, okay. I don't. And when I booked it, it was called My Crazy X. And I do not know why they changed the name. I guess a lot of the it's about like ex lovers. So I guess a lot of the the episodes are like you know there's a, there's like some sex in them. Um, you know, PG sex, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah, so the name changed on me. My role, like, I was having simulated sex and sex sent me to the ER. In, in my crazy ex slash my crazy sex, uh, my role was not sexual at all. I was just this funny guy that worked in the office. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, they were, you know, and every experience is a good experience, as I was saying. Um, <laughs> that's a good question, though. Do you, do and when when you were able to work on Westworld and have a recurring role in a couple different episodes as Benson, um, and during season one of the show, uh, I actually, what'd you say? Season three or season two, rather season two. Season two, all right, and because uh, it's coming out this this next year, so yeah. that so it's 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 a bummer that you didn't get a chance to work with Tony Hopkins, but I suppose I suppose Anthony's got lot lots of things to do, and multiple ser- uh, seasons of a TV show is too much. But could you? Plot points away, man. Easy. What? Oh, I look. I, Westworld. Here's 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 the what an interesting conversation that I have uh, with people about Westworld because I wanted to get your take on this, Greg. Because yeah. it's not only is it is it kind of meta about humans and acting and what is what is real and what is not, but it seems to be the 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 show most tailor made for and I can edit out the Hopkins spoiler if it makes you feel better by the way no no no, no I'm just um <laughs> uh that that it's sort of made for all the the internet rabbit hole Reddit fan theories that that people love to do with other dramatic television shows do you feel like Westworld is not not made as as fan service but sometimes it sacrifices character for the sake of just it being this 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 complex web of a plot uh i mean you could say the same thing about like every christopher nolan film though for that it's a very Um, very good point yeah you know like i uh i i don't know i mean i think every show just relies on different things you know uh you could say that it, it just depends on your taste i think westworld obviously has a specific style um, and that it is more about it's it's a show that more you know makes you reflect on on existence and like your value as a human being and your identity as a human being and you know if that's the purpose it serves and people love to watch it then you know what's you know who's to say that they're doing anything wrong um, I you know I it's an amazing show I was I'm very privileged to have been on it and I really enjoyed watching it and you know watching everybody on set uh, but I mean for me like I, I tend to gravitate towards shows that are more character driven um, whereas Westworld of course there's a lot of great character work but in general it's you know it's it's quite an ensemble piece um, so I don't know I mean it's that's just the identity of the show um, 
I don't have a problem with it. I do tend to enjoy things that are more character driven. Uh, like, I, I think TV, though, I mean, the great thing about TV now, which is why we're living in the golden age of TV, is that they're able to integrate both. Like, I mean, take Breaking Bad, for example. That's a show that is really driven by, like, a powerful lead performance. But the plot is also just like it just it it takes you in, and it's hard to break away from it. Um, so that's what I look for in a show. Um, like for example, I haven't watched Stranger Things yet, um, just because like I know from what I, I've heard, it's a wonderful show, and I'm sure it is. Um, but like I do feel like it's more about the aura, the energy, and the story of the show and the circumstances as opposed to, like, one driving performance. I mean, I know it's an ensemble piece, so that's not something that attracts me so much necessarily. Um, but, you know, what, what I think that Westworld has a good combination of character work and story. And, yeah, I do think it's something that all of the readers will love to talk about and theorize about. And, you know, it's it has a way of keeping people in. So. I, I certainly enjoyed season one of the show. I think you made a very good point right off the bat that each show has different things going for it, and the beauty of TV in 2017 is if if it's for you, then watch it, and if it's not, there's something else for you out there. And I wanted to – I don't know if I'm even allowed to ask this question, Greg, but are you allowed to tell the people anything about your character, Benson, uh, and season two? Very much not allowed. No, I wish I could, but you know, there have been a lot of problems with, that HBO has dealt with with all of, like the, the game leaks, right? So, like, I can't. I really can't say a word. I, I'll say that, like, just to speak to the exclusivity of it, like, when I was on set, you know, I only got my my scenes. I didn't even get to read the script for the entire episode. Wow. Um. Yeah, and like, there's yeah, it's very. They really have to lock it down, and um. You know, the only reason I can even talk about the fact that I'm, like, recurring on it is because, you know, it's on IMDb for the world to see. But, like, aside from that, like, they're really, they're really tight with everything. And, um, yeah, you just got to, I don't know. I, I wish I could say more, but I really can't. I might get in trouble. So so then you might you might not even be able to tell me, uh, uh, I was going to ask if there was a particular actor or actress whose work you had always admired that you got the chance to work with but if you can't answer that question then you know we can just leave that be uh, I mean I really can't except the fact that I, I mean all I can say is that you know on that show they're all terrific actors and you know I yeah they're all they're all terrific actors and they're all worth uh, a lot of admiration but uh, I mean I really I can't even say who I worked with now I, all I can say is that you know from what I have seen the second season looks as wonderful as the first one and that I would encourage everybody to tune in I can't wait. I'm certainly going to be tuning in, and I wanted to ask you if there's anything else you wanted to talk about as far as your life coaching, because I think we we covered a lot of good things about uh, where you're coming from and the the innovation of the the double uh, session, which I'm I kind of want to try out with a friend of mine, honestly. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, well, you know, speaking of that, I mean, that's another, that's one thing I'd like to bring up the fact that, you know, coaching is just, uh, again, in 2017, everyone's doing it like through Skype and phone call. It is not a problem in the least to do it. We're um, doing this, we're doing this podcast from across the country. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, just, it's not a problem at all. I mean, coaching is like, it, it's something that people see as quite intimate, which it is. So I could understand somebody's, uh, reluctance to do it, uh, 
know, over the phone or Skype or just not in person. Um, but, you know, I've done in person, I've done Skype, I've done phone, and to me, you know, it's as long as it's impactful, uh, then I enjoy myself and the client gets something out of it. So, yeah, I mean, what else can I say? There's so much I have to say about coaching, really. I want to I want to say that acting has – acting is – so much about it, it's a very competitive industry it's very easy to get swept up in even mm-hmm. if you love it um and acting has you know it i what i it's more cutthroat and with life coaching what i'm really enjoying about it is that i have gone into coaching with zero intent of all of that like i it is i could not care less about having more clients than the next coach or making more money than the next coach. It is really just an outlet for me to help people. And, you know, one thing I really want to stress um, and one thing I really want all of my clients to get to take away from a session with me is that I just, it means the world to me that I can have a conversation with somebody and listen to them and make them feel valued. And I'd want anyone who's, you know, whether or not you're interested in coaching would be like, I want everyone to know that to me, you don't have to be anything more than what you are. And that I understand, I don't, you know, I'm going to try to understand all of the issues you're facing and that I will listen to you and that I will care about you. Um, I guess maybe that's the main reason I got into it because, you know, there are so many people that are facing, you know, issues that they do or they don't want to talk about. Um, but it's a, it's a shame that there's hesitance to resolve these issues and to not better oneself. So it just means that it just means a lot to me that people can have that trust in me and that they can have faith that I will always be in their corner regardless. Um, yeah, I mean that's that. I, I think that as long as you're kind of operating from that standpoint as a coach, that it's like it's just it just it's so easy to do. Just because like as long as you're really passionate about it and you're listening, I mean that's that's where all of the you know the insight is going to come from. And it, it just you know the more I do it, I just the more ideas I get about how I want to expand it. Um, like one thing I'm I've been looking into recently is. Um, creating a support group like a la Alcoholics Anonymous but something for like general like heartache general loss something that's more vague or for anybody that just feels as though you know anyone that's facing some kind of some kind of problem some kind of depression that they just want you know support for they want an extra shoulder for so I've been thinking about creating a support group like that at a, uh, at the local center for spiritual living um, so I have that. I, I have an idea for that. I've been trying to think about how I'd like to create a speaking platform for all of this. Maybe there's like a book down the line. I never thought I'd even consider writing a book, but you know, who knows? Uh, so yeah, I'd read it. You'd read it. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think just for me, it has become such a great vehicle for me to express my desire to to help the world and. You know, I would encourage everybody to, you know, and especially anyone who's feeling unfulfilled to seek out their life purpose, seek out what it is uh, in them that they love to do that also makes the world a better place and really just reflect on how good it feels to offer that to someone or something. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm leading with in coaching and it's very fulfilling. 
it's 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 perfect greg i think that one of the uh best things that human beings can do for one another is to make each other feel valued and that is something that i think that uh you and i really enjoyed about each other when we were friends at goucher uh spreading the good vibes and it is encouraging to not only see you doing that uh on a professional level but that you felt uh felt motivated to to do something uh and and i i think that myself and lots of people anybody listening could take that same kind of initiative not necessarily life coaching but whatever it is you want to do to help other people other people feel feel valued especially in in times where uh that's can be hard to come by yeah thank you you know it's not and it's not only like all these big dilemmas like all or all these tragedies like i was talking about earlier it's also just like all this stuff on social media like it's just so easy to feel judged or to just feel like you're not enough like you can do this or you can't do this based on this person doing that like it's just so easy to focus on someone else's highlight reel and forget that you know everybody is facing you know their own problems and once you forget that it's really just easy to feel alone and feel that much more insecure about reaching out and you know the, the fact is there are just people that that need help um, we all, I mean, we all do to a certain degree. Um, but there people are just facing real problems. And, uh, if you're as privileged as you or I have been just mm-hmm. in general, then it's, it's like our duty to give back. It's funny. Like a lot of people, like, you know, I, I think a lot of people that grow up under good circumstances and get them, get themselves a good education and whatnot, like it, it's almost, it's easy to, forget about giving back it's easy to just recline and accept things but i think it's those people who have that much more responsibility to kind of send the elevator back down and to do what they can for others so like for me it's like all the blessings i've had in life that propel me to do this more rather than the opposite effect and i think that anybody who's lucky enough to be you know to have the technology to listen to this podcast is under good enough circumstances that they can you know uh they can do a a multitude of things to give back a little bit more so you know i just encourage everybody to to question what it is that they can do because there is great value and great fulfillment in contribution i think that's one of like that's one of five or six core human needs is the need to contribute absolutely greg that's a perfect perfect note to end this podcast on i i am so happy that uh we got to do this and that we got to catch up in the form of a podcast this has been this has been phenomenal i've been smiling pretty much the entire time uh you can and uh as always you can listen to all episodes of fighting fire with fire at soundcloud.com slash fighting fire with fire you can give us a comment at facebook.com slash the aj rose show follow us on twitter at the aj rose show send us an email aj rose show at gmail.com uh greg should we plug any way that uh people should get in contact with you or should we leave that be there's all kinds of ways uh i mean if you're interested in in uh coaching or acting whatever uh you know my website is greg audino that's g-r-e-g-a-u-d-i-n-o actor.com so greg audino actor.com i have recently integrated a, a life coaching segment where i talk a little bit about what it is my services prices everybody uh by the way gets a free um Everybody gets a free session uh, and just to see what it's all about and to see if they want to go on. No obligation to continue it, but everyone gets a free session if they want one. Uh, so they can look at look up stuff there. 
if you want to see some pictures of dogs and stuff, my Instagram is uh, <laughs> is Simply Greggles. So S I M P L Y G R E G G L E S. Uh, pictures of dogs yeah. always help. They always help. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's the best therapy. Uh, so yeah, there's that. My email, Gregaudino at gmail.com. I'm all over the place. Just type my name and you'll find me. It sounds good, man. For Greg Audino and for his dogs. <laughs> I'm AJ Rose. This has been Fighting Fire with Fire. We will see you guys next time. So long. <laughs>